Hey guys, it's Liz, and you are listening to Dear Younger Me, Love Me, where we give people the chance to write a letter to their younger selves in hopes that we can learn a little bit from their lives. Hey guys, welcome to Dear Younger Me, Love Me, and today I have the lovely Ashley Campbell with me, and we were just talking about how I am so proud that she's here sharing her story with us today, because what did you just say? I said a year ago I could not have done this. Yeah, you have just <laughs> grown so much this year, and it is so fun to be able to sit here and talk to you today about just life and and, and everything. So Ashley's going to be a sophomore at Indiana Wesleyan yes. University. She is an elementary education major. Woo. We love that. And right now she's working at the YMCA doing their like day camp kind of stuff, right? Yeah, like a summer camp. Yeah. So what do you guys do every day at summer camp? Um, today I go to work after this. We'll be swimming and then we're going to have a lot of outdoor activities and we just do a lot of fun games and activities with them. And like sometimes we get to walk to like the park or the library and it's really fun. Oh, that is I loved doing camp and like day camps and all that kind of stuff when I was in college. And so you're like living the dream right yes, now. Yes, <laughs> I love my kids. <laughs> Absolutely living the dream. It's so good. Um, and so something else about Ashley that I want all of you guys to know is that Ashley was a diehard campus life student. Absolutely. Right? Like from the get-go, she rarely missed a campus life. She was always like one of the first to come and the last to leave and yes. just like always brought the party. Like I, I love the vibe that Ashley brings to everything that we do because she is like dead set on having a good time at and especially Campus Life was like the perfect format for that for oh, you. Yeah. It was like so good. And what did you always scream at me before every single time we did a game? Guy Girl Pull Up. I love Guy Girl Pull Up so much. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was like the most requested game Ashley's yes. ever like yelled. So every time we got on the mic, she's like, Guy Girl Pull Up. I like, have incorporated that into my summer camp. Sometimes if we have like a time where we don't know what to do, I will make them play Guy Girl Pull Up. It's so good. It's so, they're, so they're good. They're at the age where like the other gender still has cooties. Yeah. So they're not always the biggest fan, but uh -huh. I still make them play. Yeah. You're making them like grab their hands. So in the game, Guy Girl Pull Up. Guys are guys and girls are in the middle, but if you're a guy, you have to go and pull up the girl, and if you're a girl, you got to go pull mm -hmm. up the guy from sitting in a circle. And when the music stops, the gender that has the most people in the middle loses, and so you don't want to get stuck in the middle. You want to run around and pull up the the opposite sex, and so that is so simple, but it is such a fun oh, game. Yeah. Like it is weirdly fun. And every, it's it's almost everybody's favorite game at Campus mm -hmm. Life. It's so great. It's a crowd favorite. It is a crowd. It's a fan favorite requested every year. So, uh, but Ashley, through all of the things that we've done together, we've gone to GoMad, we've done small groups, we went to camp, like all of this kind of stuff. You are definitely someone that likes to have a good time and likes to have fun, but maybe have a more difficult time getting into like difficult things, you know, because you're like, you know what, let's just have fun. Okay. Yes. Like. Right. And so can you share a little bit about your experience with that growing up? Growing up, there's definitely some hard conversations that I needed to have that I avoided. I am the definition of like non-confrontational. Like I avoid hard conversations in any situation that would make me like uncomfortable or anything like that. Yeah. And there was definitely times where like I needed to be open with people and I just completely avoided it, which would have helped me in the long run. But I just did not do that. Yeah. So like when you're thinking back as a like a little kid. 
even like were you always one to just be like okay this serious thing is happening so let me just like go and have fun instead or, or like this really hard thing is happening so let's make a joke about it or like let's make this boring thing a game so that I don't have to feel bored or or, or anything like that there's like is that what happened to you in your life yeah well when my parents got divorced when I was pretty young and I just I never had that conversation with them about like what was going on and it was just like one day everything changed and I think one of the reasons why I never had that conversation is I don't think I was able to just sit down and listen to them Mm. and like I think in my mind I knew something that would be hard and I just think I avoided all that conversations yeah so I just it was never something I was able to do Uh uh-huh and so like how did not being able to have, especially with that, like you're, how, how old were you when your parents got divorced? I think I was like seven. Okay. And so you're a little seven year old and you're all of a sudden your parents are divorced yes. and you like never had a conversation leading up to it. Did they ever sit you down and say, hey, we're getting a divorce. Hey, like here's the things that like mommy and daddy still love you very much. Like all of that. My parents aren't divorced. So I but I've seen it in movies, right? (laughs) And I've talked to a lot of people whose parents are split up and they've had that conversation of like, this isn't about you. This isn't your fault. Like, this isn't this. This is just how things went for our lives. Did they ever have those conversations with you? Or were you too busy like running around being like, don't talk to me? I think I was too busy just ignoring the problem because I never had that conversation. And I don't exactly remember them together, which I think of kind of as a positive and a negative, like negative, like it would be nice to remember my parents together. Yeah. But I think having those good memories would just make the divorce like kind of hurt more. Mm. But like, I don't remember them being together. So like a part of me is like, maybe I did have that conversation and I just blocked it out and like, I don't remember it. Yeah. But like, I don't, I don't think I ever got that kind of conversation. Yeah. And you might, you might've like, it might've been one of those things where they sit you down to have this long conversation with you and they are like, Hey, we're getting a divorce. And you're like, okay. And you just like throw your hands down and you run back outside to play. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that definitely could have happened. Yeah. And you're an only child yes. too. And so you didn't really have any siblings to like bounce these things off of or anything like that. So you're just in your own world. Yes. How do you think being an only child affected you throughout a divorce, especially at a young age? Um, I definitely think that it was kind of lonely at some times. Like, I grew up in two separate houses, and I would go back and forth, and both my parents were working. So, like, sometimes I would just be alone at my mom's or alone at my dad's. Yeah. And I wouldn't have, like, anybody to be with. And so it did get kind of lonely. But I did, like, I knew my parents, like, cared for me and stuff. So, like, it wasn't, like, too bad. And then I know I would, like, try to talk. I talked to a few friends about it. But it's kind of hard. Like, none of my friends growing up or even now, like, have divorced parents. Like, Mm -hmm. they're all, all of their parents are still together. So I know, like, I would try to, like, have conversations. And they would listen. But they wouldn't always, like, understand. Which I think made having hard conversations even worse. Because I was like, oh, they don't get it. Like, why keep talking about it if they don't understand it or like mm-hmm. if they don't get it. Yeah, especially in elementary school if you're trying to have these these hard conversations or even like up to middle school where you're sharing like this thing is really hard and people are like, Oh yeah, that must that must be hard for you And then you're like, Yeah, I just told you it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, I have like I know in elementary school, um, I would, like, if I mentioned it, kids would be like, oh, well, at least you get two Christmases. Like, I wish I could have that. And it's like, well, like, yeah, I do get two Christmases, but maybe I would want my parents together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the whole at least thing mm-hmm. is really 
Uh, it's a really hard thing because you really want to make people look on the bright side of something. But by doing that, it makes you feel not heard, not understood, mm-hmm. yeah. not listened to. So if somebody's going through a hard time, don't at least them <laughs> no. in that. Like, let them look, find the bright side themselves. Don't you be like, well, at least you get two Christmases. Like, like no, your parents aren't together anymore. Like, that's hard and that's okay. You can hold space for that, right? Yeah. Okay, so you have been able to have hard conversations. Did this go throughout, like, this is elementary school. Mm-hmm. So how did that affect you in middle school and in high school? Um, it continued on through middle school, and I completely avoided any hard conversations. There were a few friends I had in middle school that I did have that kind of conversation with, and I just, like, let them know what was on my mind, which I think was better than nothing. Yeah. Um, they weren't always, like I said, like, they weren't always, like, understanding about it, but they were listening. And then in high school, it just came back, like, it was harder to not have those kind of conversations because, like, I still wanted to avoid it, but I think deep down I knew I needed to have some of those. Yeah. Like, at this time, I pieced together, like, different things about the divorce that, like, I probably should have got talked to about, but I just never had that kind of conversation. And I remember it was, like, my sophomore year, I actually had that conversation with my mom. Mm. And it was probably the worst place to have that conversation. It was the day we got back from GoMad, sophomore year. Yeah. My mom and I were in the lowest parking lot. And she was on the phone. And I just remember that cry night at GoMad was just, like, hard for me for some reason. Yeah. And so we're sitting it in the... It made you actually, like, feel your feelings. Yeah. Okay. And we were sitting in the Los Amigos parking lot. And she, my mom was on the phone. And she was just chatting away for, like, 10 minutes. And out of nowhere, I'm sitting in the passenger seat. And I just start crying. Oh, my gosh. Out of nowhere. And my mom just kind of looks over. And I'm, like, trying my best to be quiet so she doesn't notice. And I'm, trying like, trying to, cool. to compose myself. So yeah. she's not, like, curious about anything. And I just hear her going, like, um, I'm going to have to call you back. Like, I have something to deal with. Mm-hmm. And she just looks at me and she's like, Ashley, like, what is going on? And I just belt my heart out to her and I tell her all this information that I know. And, like, we just have a big, long conversation about it. And it was a good conversation. And I think it made us a lot closer in the end. Yeah. And then I had to go into Los Amigos uh-huh. looking like I cried. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but I think it was a good conversation. It was one that I, like, sh- should have had earlier. Yeah. And I should have been able to brought it up, but I just I just didn't. Mm-hmm. But once I had it, I was relieved. Yeah. And you were able to ask questions mm-hmm. and, um, like, just clarify things. And also, I think the main thing is, like, you were able to share how you were feeling. Yeah. And how it things were affecting you and... Like, the stuff that you've been trying to keep on the inside for so long Mm -hmm. finally came on the outside. Like, yes, like, since you were seven years old, you haven't dealt with your feelings about all of this. And And I was probably, like, 16 at the time when this the conversation happened. Yeah. Okay. So, do you remember, I, you remember the moment, you, how do you remember feeling after you shared things with your mom? I think I was kind of like, wow, I actually did that. Like, I was just kind of shocked, but I was relieved and my mom like validated my feelings and she was like really understanding and she cried even a little bit during Mm -hmm. the conversation it was just really good for the both of us to have it but I was just kind of like I can't believe I did that but also I wish I did that sooner yeah so you you said earlier I knew I had to talk about things Mm -hmm. why do you think you felt that way because I think sometimes we try to bury things under the rug and forget they even exist but well, why do you think you had that feeling of like, I know I need to talk about this? I just think that 
things were getting bottled up too much that I literally thought I was going to explode. Okay. Like, I was just, it was getting too much to keep in, and I was just, like, I was finding more and more out, and I was just kind of, like, I need to, like, see if I'm right about these suspicions. Mm -hmm. Like, I could be completely off, or, like, I don't know what was going on, but I was, like, I need to just figure this out, and I need to, like, stop having so many questions and worries about it and Mm -hmm. just get it off of my chest. Yes. Well, so I've... I have read a lot of books from this author, Brene Brown. She's amazing and talks about vulnerability and, and, and shame and, and all of that. And she talks about how we, we, our brains are wired to complete stories. And so if a story has a bunch of blanks in it, our brains will automatically fill in the blanks mm-hmm. with a story that we're telling ourselves, right? And so in, in these kind of occurrences, it's like the story that you're telling yourself is this, 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 and this. And so sometimes we have to say those stories that we're telling ourselves out loud so that things can be clarified and we can actually fill in the blanks with the truth, mm-hmm. with what's actually going on. Absolutely. Yeah. And so you're you're finally starting to do this. You're sharing this story that you're telling yourself. You're sharing your feelings, mm-hmm. which is like huge because <laughs> you were not sharing your feelings earlier, mm-hmm. right? And so... After that moment in the car in the Los Amigos parking lot, how what changed for you? I think I after that I was just able to talk to my mom more about it. Yeah. And I think it made me feel more open to have other conversations I needed to have that had nothing to do with this, but like it just made my mom more of a safe space. Like yeah. I knew she, like it's it's my mom. Like mm-hmm. I love her. She loves me. Like obviously, like we can have those conversations, but it's just like something I was always like struggling to do with having conversations with anybody so like having my mom and be like oh she was really understanding with this one yeah like she'll be good about this next conversation and the next one so like just having that one conversation made me open to having more with her mm-hmm. well yeah and the feeling that you got of the relief mm-hmm. of the like oh man this is this is better than keeping it to myself <laughs> like, yes this is like this feels better this feels right this feels like how things should be in in all of this and so um how did not being able to hang out in really hard conversations how do you think that affected friendships that you had um a lot of my friends noticed and learned that conversations like that weren't the easiest Mm -hmm. and I had some friendships that like they would sit me down and be like I need to tell you this and I just need you to listen or like you can like tell me things like I had friendships that were like really patient And, like, we would be able to get to those kind of conversations, maybe not fully, but we Mm -hmm. were able to get to them. And then I had some conversations that the friendship just turned out to be, like, more of, like, a fun time and not a serious one. Yeah. So I was able to have friendships that I was good with telling people different things. And then I had friendships that I was just kind of, like, maybe not tell those friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you, you, I think that's everybody. Like, everybody has those friends that we have a good time with, mm-hmm. but we don't open our hearts to. And we have circles of people that were like, okay, these are my safe people that I can open my heart to and, and everything like that. But I think sometimes when we have a hard time getting into harder conversations, we don't get to the depths of what like a real friendship can really look like. Mm-hmm. And we miss out on some things. Do you feel like you missed out on some stuff in especially middle school, early high school, because you weren't able to get into deep conversations as easily? Um, I do think I missed out some, some of the stuff. I know there'd be like times where like friends at like after campus life or at like 
earlier years of GOMAD, like, friends would be able to talk to everybody about, like, what was going on. They'd be able to open up more. And that led them to have, like, better relationships with different people. And Mm -hmm. I was just kind of like, I'm not doing that. Like, I can't do that. And I do regret not having some of those conversations because I know it would have made my relationships with different people stronger. Yeah. And so I, that's something I would have done different, maybe mm-hmm. like talk more about my feelings to certain people. But. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's hard because you want people to know you and to know you, you have to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and you have to be honest and real with yeah. all of that. And so, so with all of this, you mentioned go mad and, and all of this. I think sometimes we translate our relationships with other people and our, our relationships with our parents and, and all of that, that always affects our relationship with God. Right. And so where was your relationship with God through all of those harder times? So growing up, I didn't really go to church like hardly ever. Like I knew who God was and we would go every once in a while, but it wasn't just something I was like very knowledgeable about. Yeah. And um, I think in campus, like I did campus life through middle school, but that was just about the games and my friends were there. And I didn't really pay attention much to like the God part of it. And then coming into campus life in high school, the God part became one of my favorite parts. And I feel like my relationship with God at the time before I had like conversations and stuff was kind of like not the strongest it could have been because I know he wanted me to have those conversations. Mm. And I know that like holding in grudges and like holding it back some things wouldn't be the best for my relationship with him. And I know he wanted me to get that kind of stuff out. So I feel like it was just kind of like it was there, but it wasn't as strong as it could be. So I think after having conversations and like growing with that and helped me grow also with God. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Like once you, cause you had this like block, right? Mm-hmm. Like you had this big wall built and no one was getting through. Well then you like, you started to tear down that wall a little bit. And once you do that, like you're able to let God into all of these things too. And I think it's really interesting. You were saying not only were you holding other people at a distance cause you knew those hard conversations would be difficult, but you were holding God at a distance because you're like, I know you want me to have these hard conversations, but mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. And so you're like running away from all of it. Yeah. Yeah. You were like showing up to God doing the fun stuff, right? Yeah. Like you loved the like campus life and the fun things that everything like provided. Yeah. But you're like, ah, the hard stuff. Sorry, God. That's. Yeah. Mm. I was having God on my terms. Yeah. Not his. Yes. And it was, I should have been the other way. Yeah. That's 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 really good I think we do that all the time Mm -hmm. like I can think in my life all the times where I've had God on my terms instead of flipping it around yeah and living on God's terms which is so much better Mm -hmm. so 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 much better (laughs) all right so you talk to your mom here you are um and I I know your story a little bit through this but what kind of led you like what was the next step for you in this I think after I talked to my mom I knew how relieved I was after that, that I should probably have a conversation with my dad. Yeah. But I think I was just kind of like, okay, one conversation at a time. Yeah. Baby steps. Yes. And it actually was years later, like two weeks ago that Mm -hmm. I had the conversation with my dad, which I should have had sooner. And there was so many times where it's like, like we'd have conversations and then I'd be like, oh, this is like a perfect time. And then the moment would be over and I'd be like, well, I should have done it then. Yeah. Like we could have had that conversation. There were so many times where I just like chickened out of it mm-hmm. and like I could have done it, but decided not to. It's like God was giving you plenty of opportunities yes. to have those conversations, but 
you know, you were like, I'm not ready. Yeah, I'm not ready. This is my terms right now. Yeah, I'm not ready. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I remember our time at like YFC camp where we're sitting and uh, and talking about things. And you're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to my dad. I'm gonna talk to my dad. And uh, that obviously didn't end up happening right away. So what were like you said you chickened out? What was holding you back? I think I was just because your dad is awesome. Like your dad. Yes. It's not. It's not him. No. Like, he would like, have been... this is a so, you problem, yeah, right? Yeah, he would have been so understanding. And, like, the conversation... We did end up having it two weeks ago, and it went great. Yeah. But the reason that I was holding it back, I think I was just so... I didn't want to be in that moment, and I didn't mm-hmm. want to have to have these hard conversations. And I think I was... I think one of the reasons I was holding back the conversation is because I wasn't upset at my parents anyway. Yeah. But I didn't want them to think that and be like, oh, well, like she's holding this, like she held this in for so many years. Like she re- like resents us for it, like yada, yada, yada. And I was like, no, that's not exact. That's not at all how it was. Yeah. And I just, I think after so many years, I was like, maybe I didn't need to have a conversation at all. And I was just like, <laughs> I didn't want to, a part of me was like, I'm never going to actually have this conversation. Like I'm mm-hmm. never going to do it. And I, I think I was just nervous about the outcome and, like, how they would react to it. Yeah. And, like, obviously I knew they were going to be, like, they would still love me and they'd be supportive and they would, like, we would talk it out and it would be fine. But I was just kind of, like, the getting there mm. would be, like, the hard part. Yeah. Well, because you would have to actually share how you were feeling. Yeah. And share difficult things. And then you could potentially go through a difficult period of time where you have to keep dealing with hard things yeah. over and over and over again, right? <laughs> so uh, that's so, like, I think sometimes we are so fearful of the outcome of something and that the, the pain we have to deal with through an outcome of whatever this imaginary thing is that 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 holds us back from stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, I know it would be really good if I went and talked to this person about this or if I ask this person to hang out with me because I think they're really cool, but I'm scared that they might reject me, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Or, like, I, you know, whatever it is, like, we have these things that would be really, really good for us to do, but we're so scared of how it's going to go that we don't even try it. Mm -hmm. And then we miss out on years of having deeper relationships with people. Yeah. So I know you said that you've – you shared – with your dad like two weeks ago so this is mm-hmm. real fresh this is real fresh <laughs> real, real fresh and so how do you think sharing with your mom and your dad have impacted your relationships with them I think it's made both relationships stronger I know when I had that conversation with my dad it was in the heat of the moment and I was just kind of like this is it like I just had a like a sign that I just knew I had to do it mm-hmm. God was finally like shoving yes, you like off he the was cliff. just like it's not up to you now yeah, like, like you're just gonna do it <laughs> we're doing it on my terms now <laughs> and so I just like basically I belted it out and uh-huh. my dad like was shocked at the conversation and he was like he was like I'm sorry you held us in for so many years like I wish you would have talked to me sooner and I was just like me me too after me too. <laughs> after we had the conversation I was like I don't know why I waited this long like yeah. I could have done this like it was an easy conversation and a nice one to have and he like validated my feelings and like it was good for us to have it and mm-hmm. it, I, it made our relationship stronger too yeah and through all of this what how has God really worked through all of these hard things to to work in your life more because you were holding we're we're back at holding God at a distance right not wanting to have hard things so how do you think all of this has affected your relationship with God I think it's made it stronger I 
there was some grudges I was definitely holding throughout this whole thing and like having those conversations. And I think after having conversations, I was able to like forgive. And I know that's what God wanted me to do and like get rid of all those grudges. And I was able to let God in and be like, okay, like those conversations weren't that bad. Like Mm -hmm. I can do this. Like you got me. Like I was able just to understand that like, like it just, it made it all better. Yeah. God was just able to help me and I was able to accept God more after I had those conversations and like getting that weight off my shoulder and like forgiving and stop holding those grudges like made my relationship stronger and gave me more time to like focus on like the things that actually matter and yeah yeah man that is it is so true that that like we're running away from God wanting to live life on our own terms but we end up doing stuff that just hurts us over and over again and God's way is always better yes than our way literally always like it might be not as easy because our way is definitely probably the easier way mm-hmm. and like avoiding things was yes. easy right but it ended up like I, I think it's interesting avoiding things initially was really easy but it made things so much harder yeah it ended up hurting a lot more in the long run yeah like that is so crazy because if you would have just been able to have those harder conversations at the very beginning even when you were seven yeah like having those harder conversations how different would your life have have been throughout all of this I think it would have just made things a lot easier and like I wouldn't have been holding that grudge for so long and I would have been like I think my relationship with God would have been stronger from the very beginning yeah and I wouldn't have had to keep keep that weight on my shoulders for so long Mm -hmm. and it would just it would make my relationship with my parents even stronger because I did keep that backed up for so long and I was kind of like I don't know how to feel about this Mm -hmm. and if I had this conversation sooner I would have got the information sooner yep and I would have like my relationships would have been stronger because they would have been like mended and I would have understood everything that was going on yeah man we can't back up time but sometimes it is interesting to think back and be like okay if this if I would have done this differently how much different would my life look right now? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes I do that too. If like, man, if I would have started following Jesus earlier, because I didn't start following him till I was in high school. It's like, what would have been different about my life? What would have been different about A, B, C, D, like Mm -hmm. all of that. And it's, it's really interesting to just think about what, what could have been not dwelling on it. Like you're not going to sit there and be like, Oh, only, and then beat yourself up about things. But it is interesting to think that so that, in the future you might have the strength to make the hard decision mm-hmm. quicker so that you're not just sitting there and being like oh man remember that last time i regretted <laughs> doing that like i better not do that again yeah right and so one one other question i have for you before we move to the next little part is like you said earlier that you wouldn't have been able to do this a year ago mm-hmm. right so what has changed just within this last year in you to make you want to sit and have a harder conversation and be real and bold and honest with people. Because, yeah, you're right. Like, you were not in a spot last year before you started college to sit on a podcast and share about your life. Like, yeah. so what what has what has changed in you to, to make you feel brave enough to, to share these things? I think just, well, first of all, having that conversation with my dad, it did just recently happen. But it, I think just even having that conversation really changed, like, my perspective on everything and I was able to let a lot of things go and, yeah. like, get out forgiveness. And um, I also, like, last year I started college and I would go to I, I will and I absolutely love it. And I think just, like, meeting new friends and having new friends just, like, changed my perspective. And they helped me out. And I was able to be open with them about what was going on. Yeah. And I think they just, like, 
they weren't always like like they were understanding to the best of their abilities mm-hmm. but they were very helpful and they just like letting like giving me someone to be there for me and like I obviously I had friends in high school that like were there for me but I just at the time I wasn't very good at opening up yeah and so they weren't they weren't there wasn't a lot of things that they could help me with but during college I was just able to open up more and they were able to like help me and like just get a better understanding of everything mm-hmm. in myself and I just think I've been working on myself a lot more just like with my relationship with God yeah through I will and then on my own and then just like growing and like understanding that like it's okay to have like yourself like give yourself some time because I'm a very like make plans kind of person uh-huh. like involve everybody like and I never really took a whole lot of time in high school for like myself yeah. and for like developing a relationship with myself and like with God and I never really like put those relationships first when I should have and Mm -hmm. I've been doing that recently yeah and it's it's crazy because I think sometimes we fill our lives like we elevate being busy so much right Mm -hmm. like even when you're like sometimes we brag about being busy where we're like oh man I'm so busy I worked from this time to this time I did this I did this like I'm so tired Mm -hmm. but like in a way we're kind of bragging about how busy we were yeah or like how like I hung out with this friend and this friend and this friend and I haven't been home since 6 a.m. because I've been out and about and doing that. We get a little bit of pride in that. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I do that. And um, and and we elevate having our schedules filled to the absolute maximum yeah. it possibly could. But we miss the time for introspection mm-hmm. and the time to sit with ourselves and be like, OK, what actually is going on inside of me? <laughs> what like where can I actually hear God? in in all of this and how can I work on that relationship and so when you share about you've been working on your relationship with God what does that look like for you I it's obviously still not perfect and there's still a lot I have questions on but I just I have this like I've just been working as hard as I can on it and like through IWU like we are supposed to have church three times a week Mm -hmm. and within this past year due to COVID it was online yeah and it was at like 10 in the morning and I'm gonna be honest I slept through about every single one of them and I just put my phone on and went back to bed Uh but I think this something I'm excited about is like this upcoming year like we're back in person and we're gonna have those and I'm gonna be able to sit with my friends and do Mm -hmm. worships and stuff like kind of like back at campus life and I absolutely loved that um but I just think on my own I've been praying a lot more and something like I, I I will like they prayed before classes and stuff and I was just kind of like it was like kind of like a shock when yeah. like the first couple of weeks and I was like the teachers are like praying before classes mm-hmm. and stuff and I just really liked that and then like just having all those friends there that like felt the same way I did yeah was just like a like reality check and I was just kind of like this is like this is amazing and mm-hmm. it just like affected like different things that I wanted to do and like different things that like I wanted to spend my free time on and I am still bad at reading my Bible. I'll admit that. But like, yeah. like just different things that like, I'll be like, oh, would Jesus really want me to do that? Uh-huh. Or like, just thinking like, I follow a lot of like Bible, like verse of the day things and just like spending my time, like looking at those. And like, I am still bad at reading my Bible, mm-hmm. but you're just, getting there. You, you, you realize time. like, yeah, you're, yeah. You're like, I want to get better at it. Yeah. Like you're, you're working, you're working on it. And I think sometimes we get hard on ourselves cause we haven't like arrived and we're yeah. not this like quintessential like spending four hours in the word every day like yeah no it's baby steps and there's one thing that I went back and I read not a fan mm-hmm. the book by like Kyle 
something. Idleman. Yeah. Yes, we read it in like a small group. Yeah, I did, did not put my all into it then, and I didn't finish it then. Mm-hmm. But I went back and I read it on my own just a little bit ago. And one thing I just like vividly remember, and I think it was like in the first couple of chapters, it's like people who follow Jesus mistake knowledge for intimacy and it's like you don't have to know everything to have like a great relationship with god yes and you could know everything and still not have that good relationship Mm -hmm. so it's like it just kind of like you have to like have that relationship with god yes and it doesn't matter if you don't know every single thing amen girl yes and also i love it that you went back and read that i did i went back and read it oh my gosh my heart is so full hearing that i think that was like sophomore year maybe and i was just like i was not able to commit to it fully then Mm mm-hmm oh this is, it's just so great. Cause like, that's so true. Like there's periods of time and seasons in our life where we do have a harder time paying attention or things just aren't clicking mm-hmm. and we're in, you know, you were hiding a lot of stuff. So you really didn't have room for anything else. <laughs> yes. Right. Like you had a lot of stuff going on inside. And so, but you didn't give up and you pick it up, you know, three years later, mm-hmm. here we are. And you're, you're learning and growing from those things. Yeah. Which is so cool. So Ashley, what are some verses or some like scripture or even song lyrics that have really stuck out to you for this? Well, for songs, I didn't write it down, but there's a song called Truth Be Told by Matthew West. And one of the lines in the song, it just came out like a year ago, but I have been listening to it quite a bit. One of the lines in the song, it goes like, I'm fine. Like I say, I'm fine, but I'm broken. And then it goes on to say like, how is it so hard to admit it when being honest is the only way to fix it? And it's yeah. just like, after having those conversations, I realized like how true that is. Like, it's not going to fix anything by holding it in and keeping that away. Mm-hmm. But like having those conversations, like is really going to fix it and just make it better. And even if the conversations don't go how you planned, it is like a weight off your shoulders and at least you tried. Yeah. And then I wrote down Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others of their trespasses, neither will the Father forgive you of your trespasses. And I was like, this stuck out to me because, like, the whole time I was holding grudges. Yeah. And I was thinking about how, like, God would be disappointed in them. Like, I was, like, I'd be like, oh, well, like, God didn't want that to happen to them and stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. I was just kind of holding that grudges. But I was like, God's disappointed in me for holding those grudges yeah. and for not doing anything about, like, having those conversations. And so, like, me forgiving anybody who had a part in it, like, led for my forgiveness of, like, holding all that back. Yeah. Sometimes we elevate different hurts and different you know, sins of other people or, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that. And we're like, oh, that was way worse than I could have ever done. Yeah. Right. But God sees them all Mm -hmm. the same. And it's like, who am I to not forgive someone for doing something bad when I do bad things all the time? Mm -hmm. Like that's that that's not equal. And it's like, no, we need to forgive other people just as God's God forgave us. Mm -hmm. And we're like sinning all the time and making so many mistakes and doing things our way instead of God's. Yes. Constantly. And God is forgiving us at every moment of those things. So it's like, who am I to not forgive someone else when God's already forgiven them and God's already forgiven me? Yes. But I'm just elevating all of these things. That's so good. And you feel so much freedom Mm -hmm. when you forgive someone. Yeah. After forgiving them and like I have like a prayer journal and like one night I just wrote down like, I forgive. And I just kind of like, after that, I was like, wow, like I just had like a weight off my shoulders. You like gave, you like had a declaration. Yeah. Like I think sometimes we do need to say things out loud, Mm -hmm. which is what you're learning. Yes. Like sometimes (laughs) we have to say things out loud or even out loud through a journal, uh, how we're feeling and, and forgiveness and to really, to really release that. 
is huge. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Well, Ashley, right now, I would love for you to read your letter to your younger self. Dear younger me, you're going to piece together information that you wish wasn't true and it will change your outlook on your family. You need to understand that having hard conversations might be scary but will be beneficial and lift weights off your shoulder. You will need to learn that nothing in the past happened that happened with your parents was meant to hurt you even if you feel like it was. Forgiveness is key and knowing that will welcome forgiveness of your own. Being open and vulnerable might not be easy but it's worth it. I'm so proud of you for holding in all that you did and yet being so positive. Keep trusting in God and you can do great things. Love me. Mm. That's that's so good. Like even that last little declaration that you gave, like of keep trusting in God and you will do great things. Just that, that knowing that, you know what, when I started relying on God, when I started making his, his way, my priority, that made things so much better in my life and that I'm able to do great things through trusting God, which Mm -hmm. is so cool. And I love that. That's so good. So what does that look like for you? Like what does trusting God even look like for you in your life? just like this isn't going to be the only hard conversation I have in my life like there's going to be more I don't have any right now but like there's going to be more later and just instead of pushing those off until like the very last minute or like forever just like having them and like maybe they were not going to go the way I want them to go but like God will be with me and God wants me to have those conversations and just like doing things instead of my way Mm -hmm. God's way like we're on God's terms right now and I need to just like keep that in mind when I'm like man things aren't going my way it's like well this is how God planned it like Mm -hmm. yeah and just releasing that control of wanting to live a life that's only fun Mm -hmm. right and be like okay life can't be fun all the time yeah everybody goes through hard things yeah like god definitely created fun like (laughs) god made us all have like the ability to have so much fun and to laugh and to enjoy life but sometimes life is so much sweeter when we are able to to sit in those deep hard moments too Mm -hmm. you know i think that's why i like the movie inside out so much because it's talking about like that the moment where joy and sadness realize that they can live in the same space and thus like the sadness of a situation makes the joy so much better Mm -hmm. it is so good chef's kiss (laughs) beautiful um so right now if somebody's listening to this and they're feeling that same tension of not wanting to have difficult conversations or maybe they do have something that they're holding inside that they're like I can't share this with anybody or somebody's hurt them and they're holding grudges what are some ways some advice that you have for people in similar spot than you yeah I have a couple pieces of advice the first one is to forgive like we've talked a lot about this on this episode but like just forgiveness it'll make you feel a lot better and like you don't have to do it right away like I kept mine in for years and I don't know if I would have been ready to forgive them right away for everything that happened but it's not healthy to hold it in but it's also okay to be hurt Mm -hmm. but just like letting it go and then also don't be afraid to have hard conversations that need to be had having those conversations fixes more problems than keeping it bottled up and then just open up to people. Your close friends and family or whoever will be there for you. And if they're not, then they're not. That's not God's purpose for them in your life. But like having those conversations or at least trying to will welcome. Man, I, that last part where you were just saying like if they're not, like if they don't respond the way that you need them to, maybe that's not God's purpose yeah, for them in your life. Mm-hmm. Can you share a little bit more about that? Because I think that is that is so important. Yeah, I just like there's some people that like in your life that you're not always going to be able to have like hard conversations with. And if you like try having those hard conversations and it doesn't work out, then like they still can be in your life. But like just like 
maybe they're just for a different part. And like, yeah. there's somebody out there who's meant to listen to your conversations and you just got to get to them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. Cause there are people in our lives for seasons mm-hmm. and there are people in our lives for specific things and for specific moments in our life. But then there are people in our lives that God puts in there for the long haul. And they might even be unsuspecting people mm-hmm. where you're like, man, I thought this person was going to be my person to share my things with. But turns out God had a plan with this person in my life. And though that that relationship that didn't work out hurt really bad, I can't then be like, okay, well, if this person hurt me, then everybody else is going to hurt me. Yeah. And I can't share things with anybody. It's 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 those moments and for 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 like the timing that God has for people. Yeah, I think that is so important. And I'm so glad that you pointed that out because that is something that I think all of us need to remember. Yeah, If you have a hard conversation with somebody and it doesn't go the way you want, that can't affect like your other conversations. Like if you let that affect your other conversations and you just like have that mindset that like oh this didn't go well with this person like nobody's gonna understand then you're gonna like miss out on a lot of like good opportunities to have like good conversations and like get some like clarity and on different things yeah oh man that is so good i'm so glad that you pointed that out ashley dude it has been a absolute pleasure (laughs) sitting here and talking with you and hearing your story and I, I know that I've been in a lot of this with you and ha- I've had some of those hard conversations yes. with you and some deep talks and gosh, seeing you from where you were your freshman year to where you are now, it is so beautiful to see how God has really transformed your heart, broken down some of those walls and continues to work in your life to orchestrate hard conversations to orchestrate deep relationships and just his provision for you has been amazing and you will do great things i can't wait for you to teach all your little kids in elementary school because you're gonna be the best teacher ever thank you it'll be so good and and you'll probably play guy go pro up yes absolutely (laughs) (laughs) on the if you resist duty wherever school ash is working at she's going to be playing guy girl pull up yes the kids (laughs) will know guy girl pull up (laughs) it'll be so good i I love that well everybody at home thank you so much for listening to dear younger me love me and make sure you guys like this on social media share us on instagram leave us a review all of all of the stuff because it helps other people find this podcast too and guys i hope you learn a little more about ashley a little more about yourself and a lot more about God. Go out and have an awesome day. Bye.